Hey, thanks for listening to the Journey Podcast. We're glad you're here. Journey exists to engage people in the process of knowing Jesus Christ. We pray that this podcast engages you and encourages you to become more like Him. Hey, before you sit down and before the band walks off, give them a big round of applause. They did a great job leading us today. What a great time it is. Everybody have a good Thanksgiving. Everybody on diet. So I'm going to go on record today saying that um, Thanksgiving is in my top uh, two of my favorite holidays. Um, It may be number one. And let me tell you why it may be. Like I love Christmas and I love Easter for obvious reasons. But there's something special about, listen, it's fun, right? It's food. It's family, which I like my family. And it's football. You can't go wrong with those. And, and listen, there's almost like, it, you're almost obligated to take a midday nap, like, and, and not get in trouble for it, right? So it's like, it's one of my favorite, and, and really just about, I like it because it's rooted in this idea of thanksgiving, just being thankful for things. And so what I spent a little time doing, we did it in our staff a couple different times in the last week. We just kind of around the table just said, hey, uh, say something you're thankful for. And so everybody would do that. And, you know, we, we had a good time. So I decided to go home and I did this Thursday morning. I actually was sitting in a deer stand when I did this um, Thursday morning. And so I came up with my list. Now, I want everybody to do this because this is really important. I want everybody to put their hands together and big applause, okay? This is going to take some viewer participation today. Okay, so you guys know how to do it, right? If you're down at Sherwood, do the same thing down at Sherwood. If you're online, it'll be weird for you to applaud in your house, so don't, maybe don't do that. But I, I, want you, like, I want you to go, yes, acknowledge by applause that you feel like this is something that you're thankful for. Now, I'm going to give you the very first one, the logical one. I'm thankful for Jesus Christ that he died on the cross for me and all my sins are washed away, okay? All right, we're good with that one, all right. All right. All right. How about this one? I am thankful for fresh sheets and pillowcases. Like I want mine cold on both sides. Anybody else? Like that, 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 you didn't have to applause for that, but I, I like mine cold on both sides. Okay. Here's another one. Uh, I'm thankful for coffee. I, I, I was telling somebody this past week, um, we, we had a church split. I think it was back in 2016. Um, when we started building uh, the, the in-between here part of our building and, we, and the split came over because we weren't ser- serving coffee anymore. And like people were like, well, well, we'll see when we get back. Like we'll be back in like eight months or 10 months, you know, peace out. So coffee, yep. Bacon. Everything's better with bacon, right? Um, universal TV remote. Because I don't have to be it anymore. Do you remember, okay, if you're my age, do y'all remember dad or granddad or mom would go, hey, go change that channel. And we only had like three channels. And then when that little button thing broke, you, it was just a pair of pliers, wasn't it? And so I'm thankful for Universal. I can go to you know, Wally World and pick one up. Okay, I am thankful that I am not a turkey. Amen? So I, I gave this great thought. Like this was, okay, um, I'm thankful for Facebook Marketplace. Let me tell you why, because I love seeing things that are like dented and, and broken and people go, like new. Okay, here's another one. I like hide, block, and unfriend options on social media. You, you know why? Because if I don't like you, I just hide you. And I don't have to look at anything, okay, which goes with the next one. I'm glad for texting. 
because I don't have to talk to you. We know, does that mean? Because I, I, I don't want to get in a 25-minute conversation with you. I go, uh, and my kids hate this. Okay. Okay. Just okay. Like that. Can, can you at least spell it all out? No. Okay. Uh, all right. These next, these next ones are serious. I'm thankful for my wife. You shouldn't be thankful for my wife. <laughs> I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful of my grandchild that I have. And if you have grandchildren, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You'd have had them first if you could have figured it out away, right? I'm thankful for my, my extended family, my mom, my dad, my sister. I'm thankful for all that. I'm also thankful for the people that are in my life that maybe, maybe aren't blood, <laughs> And like my staff, like, hey, if you appreciate our staff around here because they do so much, you put your hands together. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thankful for them. Um, I'm thankful. And, and it's interesting because I was actually texting some of our team um, on Thanksgiving morning, just telling them how thankful I am for them. And it was a passive scripture that popped up. And this is what it says. And maybe this is something that you can send out to somebody that you're thankful for. But it says in Philippians chapter one, verse three, it says, I thank my God in all remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, uh, for you are making, uh, for you all are making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began Again, a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of Christ Jesus. And it says, it is right for me to feel this way about you because I hold you in my heart for you are all, you are all partakers uh, with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in defense and confirmation of the gospel for God is my witness, how I yearn for you, um, for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. Man, don't you want somebody to, to send that to you? Like, I thank my God upon every remembrance. Every time, every time you come into my, my thoughts, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. And it's interesting because I was reading about Coach K. A lot of you guys maybe don't know who Coach K is. A basketball coach for, for Duke. Um, you know, one of the winningest coaches out there. He did something with his team, and he took a basketball and he handed it to his team, and he said, "I want you to write everybody in this room. So all the trainers, all the, all the cheerleaders, all the basketball players, all the coaches. They wrote the name of a person." that they're thankful for, that had impact in their lives. And so they carried this ball with them for that entire year. Everywhere they went, they carried that ball. And so if they were at practice or if they were at team meals or you know, if they were on an airplane, they had this, and they called it a gratitude ball. And I thought to myself, what a great idea. Just a way to remind myself of, of this thing. And what he said, this is how he said, he says it was intended to challenge the team to perform with gratitude-inspired excellence throughout the remainder of the season. What if we just went through our lives with that, that, that concept, that, that, that pursuit of gratitude-inspired excellence in our lives? Because here's the deal. It's proven that gratitude changes everything about you. If you're thankful for things, if you, if you make it known you're thankful, there's, 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 there's something that happens. As a matter of fact, the Wall Street Journal, they did a research, and this is what they said. Adults who frequently feel grateful have more energy, more optimism, more social connections, more happiness than those who don't. It says they're also less likely to be depressed, envious, greedy, or addicts. They earn more money, they sleep more soundly, they exercise more regularly, and they have greater resistance to sickness. That means everything about your life is better if you're grateful for those things. 
If you're thankful for the people that are around you, if you're thankful for your job, if you're thankful for Jesus, if you're thankful for the house that you live in, whatever it is. And the problem in this is, and, and, and it's that's not the easiest thing to do is to be grateful because a lot of us are half glass full type of people. It's easier to kind of be like that than it is to be grateful. But here's the deal. Paul instructs us something. And I want you to maybe write this down because this is something that we can go through you know, this week and just kind of be think, uh, you know, thankful for and, and thinking through this. First Thessalonians chapter five, it says this, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, ceasing and give thanks in all circumstances. And you know, as I'm reading it, it means not just the good things. It's easy to give thanks during the good times, isn't it? When things, when there's enough, you know, there's enough money in the checking account or the plumbing's working fine or the relationships are great or your kids aren't back crap crazy. I mean, it's all those things. It's easy to be thankful, but he says it in all circumstances. And that scripture, as I was reading that, you know what? I have realized something, the difference between happy people and unhappy people. And I used to think maybe it was money. Maybe they had a little bit more money than somebody else. Maybe I thought their health was better than somebody else. Or maybe, you know, their circumstances were different. It has nothing to do with any of that. Joy and happiness don't, don't come because of our circumstances. It's how we handle our circumstances. It's what we do. But here, here's, there's two things. The happiest people I know are grateful. They're just grateful. And, and here's the other part of that. It's kind of a B part. The happiest people I know are able to look past the circumstances and focus instead on the blessings. How, how hard is that? For you? Don't raise your hand, but how hard is that for you to do? That sometimes we're just looking at the circumstances. It's like this big, hairy, audacious, all this stuff going on. And that's all we look at when all these blessings are happening around us. And we miss all that stuff. Today, what I'd like to do is I would like to kind of look at a passive scripture. I've looked at it several different times over the last several years, and I love it at Thanksgiving. It's a story that I revisit a lot because it's the epitome of what gratefulness looks like and gratitude and thanksgiving. And so if you have a Bible, I want you to open up your Bible to Luke chapter 17. The writer of Luke is going to tell us uh, uh, this story. Jesus is actually going to be telling this story uh, through the writer Luke. But I'm going to backfill a little bit, okay, because it's really important. Uh, Jesus and his disciples are walking and traveling together, and they're on their way to Jerusalem. And in this, they have to go right past uh, a place where the Samaritans live on their way right close to Galilee. So they're walking this, this route to Jerusalem. Now, most people, what they would do of the times, they would actually circumvent this area where the Samaritans were because Jewish people were angry with them because at some point in history, they started to have a relationship outside of the Jewish culture. They actually would call them, they would think that they were half-breeds. So they were less important than everybody. So everybody else would travel around because they didn't want to have any type of doing with these, this group of people. But not Jesus and his disciples. That's the really cool thing about Jesus. Jesus doesn't really care about what the person's past or what the person's lineage is or what happened way back here. He's worried about the present. And so Luke chapter 17, verse 11, but this could be familiar to a lot of you. Verse 11 says, on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered the village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance now, the first thing I want us just to kind of get back for a little bit more, he stood, they stood at a distance. The reason they stood at a distance is because at the time they thought leprosy was highly contagious. Now, we know better now that it's not as highly contagious as many people would, would think. And there was actually islands that were built. There was actually uh, places where they would send lepers. But it, in this situation, they were standing off at a distance because ceremonial, ceremonially and, and historically, they weren't allowed to be with regular people because they felt that if, if this, 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 leprosy was to be caught by somebody, it could destroy a whole village. 
So then in verse 13, it says, and lifted up their voices saying, okay, so the 10, these 10 lepers lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Now I love this because they're recognizing who he really is. He's not saying that he's a good teacher. He's not saying, you know, the one that he said, master, he said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. The savior of the world. And he says this, when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Now this is important. They went to show that the only people that can deem them clean after being unclean were the priests. So the priests would have to, have to look and inspect them and they can go like, you're clean and you can get back into society or you're still, you still have leprosy and you have to go over here. They did this with every type of skin disorder. So it wasn't just leprosy. So Jesus says, you need to go, go see the priest because he's gonna be the one that tells you. Now we know what happens because we have the, the story in front of us for a couple thousand years. But it says, and they lift up their voices. Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. Okay, then it says this. This is where everything takes a really kind of interesting turn. Verse 15, okay? Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, fell to his face, Jesus' feet, at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. And then Jesus answered, were there not 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Why was no one found to, uh, to return and give praise to the God except for the foreigners? I want you to notice this. This is really, really, really important. So if there was 10 of them and one went back, that leaves nine. In my, I'm not really good at math. So if there's a math teacher, you can help me out. That's 10%. 10% of the people were going back and giving thanks. There's 10% of this story were going back. And I would say that in the world that we live in, I bet you it's less than that. I bet you know where we live in. But here's what I want everybody to understand. When you show gratitude, Gratitude puts you in the minority. Every time you show gratitude, it puts you in the minority. So how many people, and I heard Caleb, I was in the back, I heard Caleb talk about, you know, like people are gonna let you down, football team. How many people, your football team won yesterday? Like, you're, put your hands together again. So, so most of your dog fans, and I understand. But, but here, 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 I had this happen to me a few years ago. Um, a friend of mine texted my brother and he said, hey, would you, would you guys like to go to see the Georgia uh, University of South Carolina game? And um, it was at University of South Carolina. And so I was like, yeah, I've never been to williams Bryce, and so I'd like to go visit that stadium. So we go and, and I'm, wearing, I'm wearing, I wear a, a jersey. Usually it's a David Green jersey or it's a Matthew Stafford jersey. I have a couple blackout jerseys. So I had, I was decked out in my Georgia stuff, like red and black, right? So my brother is too. My brother's a huge dog fan. So we go there. Well, we weren't told where our seats were. The two seats that were purchased for us were in the student section. Now, I don't know if you know much about Georgia, South Carolina fans. They don't like each other. Like, like I had to do a, I was honored to be a part of a funeral this past, this past week. And it, it took an act of, the guy that opened up the service was the University of South Carolina chaplain. I barely let him on the stage. And if it wasn't, I'm joking. So here we are, we're in the sea of, I think it's, help me, it's garnet, is that the color university? Julius, garnet? Okay, it's garnet and black, right? And, and then there's red and black, which is the color Jesus loves. Red, red right? He didn't, he didn't shed his garnet blood, he shed his red blood. And so just, I, this is deeply theological here, y'all. So, so we're sitting there and, and, and we're winning, it's the fourth quarter. And, people are starting to peel out and I start getting text messages. 
Bobby, you're on ESPN. I'm what? And, and it, it dawned on me in the sea of garnet or whatever was left there, the red jersey stuck out like a sore thumb. Like we, we sat there and, like, and, and, and so we, and they put us on the screen, the, the, the jumbo triangle. I mean, it's like, it, the, the, it stuck out. And let me tell you something about gratitude. Gratitude sticks out the same way. When you're grateful and you're thankful, it sticks out like a sore thumb. When you're in your workplace and you do something nice and you're thankful and you're giving thanks and praise to your employees or your boss, guess what? It sticks out like a sore thumb, doesn't it? When you're sitting, when you're sitting on the playing field and, and, and maybe you're watching your kid's soccer game or whatever and you tell somebody like the referee who we're not very thankful for a lot of times, hey, you did a really good job today. I'm thankful. You know what it does? It sticks out like a sore thumb, doesn't it? When you're at school... If you're, if you're in school, you teach or you go to school, when you're thankful for things and you start vocalizing and showing and demonstrating it, it sticks out like a sore thumb. Every place in your life that you show gratitude, it sticks out like a sore thumb. See, b- b- being truly grateful puts you in the minority. It puts you in a place that most people aren't. aren't ever, that's what verse 17, I love this, how verse 17 says, and then Jesus answered, we're not 10 cleansed. Were there not 10? Where are the other nine? Where did the other, where, where's the other group? Where did they go? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except for this foreigner? Now, hey, I'm gonna say this too, because this is really important. A lot of us are grateful for big things that happen in our lives. But how about the little things? I was reading an article about a teacher uh, before the holiday, she had her students, um, you know, the, the, the turkeys and they put all the fingers and, and they, they have like each one like a feather. They, they had to write things that they were thankful for. And I was amazed. And, and, and maybe there's some things that we can learn even as adults about what thankfulness looks like. This is what they wrote. This is what they were thankful for. Okay. Ice cream. Amen. <laughs> Ice cream makes everything better. And then put a little bacon on it. Man, you got a dish. (laughs) One of the kids put, my trash truck driver. I'm thankful for mine too. Otherwise, I'd have to throw it away. One one person said, my dog. Yes. Yes. My dog is closer than most humans. Like, never argues with me. That doesn't care if I had a good day or a bad day. Still licks my face. I love it. My dog. Um, one of the kids put toilet paper. <laughs> Amen. You remember the shortage during COVID? <laughs> Need I say more? <laughs> How about this? And this is what he's, one of them said, my sister, who shares with me. Um, one of them said Netflix. One said Chick-fil-A. Right? Chick-fil-A. Um, the sun, so I can go outside and play. Um, Daddy's piggyback rides. Now, it's a little weird if I'm jumping on my dad's back, right? But, I mean, I remember those days when the kids were small. And then hugs. Hugs. These are what, and I, there's so much to learn. They're, they're, they're grateful for some of the, the simplest things in life. And what would happen if we were the same way. We were just, we were grateful for the littlest things in our lives. Like, and, and maybe we even somehow or another acknowledge the little things and the great, the impact that they have in our lives. So that's the first thing. And gratitude puts you in the minority. The second thing is 
Gratitude is an expression, not just an emotion. Do you hear me on that? It's an expression. It needs to be demonstrated rather than just a sensation that we get. It's not just, I'm grateful. It's, I'm grateful and I'm going to do something about it. Many people, so I grew up in a house. My mom and dad were very, very, very um, touchy-feely. They were very, like, physical. Like, they, they loved this. They demonstrated their love. My dad, even to this day, my dad, I get a hug from my dad just about every Sunday morning when I see him. If I go to the store, I remember as a kid, I remember growing up as a teenager, I remember going to the store, he used to work at um, a place called ShopRite, it's a grocery store, and I'd walk in and my dad would give me a kiss, and like my friends would be like, I'm like, shut up. Like, seriously, like, but there's so many people that say, and, 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 and you've probably seen this, like, 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 they don't know how to demonstrate love. They don't know how to demonstrate gratitude. They, they don't know how to hug. One of the things that I, I do every Sunday morning, not to everybody, but lots of people, is I give them a hug. And I remember years ago, somebody walked up to me after I gave them a hug and said, you know something? I look, so, I look forward to, to Sunday morning so much because it's the only hug I get week after week. I don't get a hug anywhere else in my life. My husband doesn't hug me. My kids don't hug me. My mom and dad didn't hug me. And so it's really, like, there's, something, there's something about it. But, but here's what I've heard. Like, I'm not good at expressing gratitude. You know what that is? That's a fail. That's a fail. Man, we need to be good at telling each other we, we love each other, we care about each other. Husbands, wives, we should be constantly. I remember an older gentleman, I was talking something very similar to this one day, and I talked about, like, I know people that have never heard the words, I love you. And he goes, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I can't tell you the last time I told my wife. Um, I said, well, why don't you? She said, well, if I ever stop loving her, I'll, I'll make sure she knows. I'm like, what? What kind of, what, what, kind of, what is that? Like, gratitude. It's got to be expressed. We've got we've to we demonstrate. We've got we to we show people that way. Could you imagine if Jesus said, could you imagine if Jesus just went, you know, I, I, I feel, yeah, I, yeah, I'm just not going to the cross today. I don't feel like going, you know. It, I don't, I don't want to show the Father that I'm thankful for, for what he's going to do or what he's, what he's done. No, it would be ridiculous to think about that. What I love about the story of the leper the one that came back, and that's the key phrase, he came back. He had already started walking away and he turned around and came back and he expressed this amazing amount of gratitude. <laughs> and he did it, and I love this, he did it with a loud voice. That's what scripture tells us. He did it with a loud voice. He was shouting it, Jesus, thank you. Here's what I was thinking. I do a lot of things with a loud voice. I do a lot of things with all caps, right? Y'all know what all caps are, right? It means like big words, like I'm mad at you. I do a lot of things. Like I, I get mad at people. I get mad at people with a loud voice. I tell jokes with a loud voice. I get people's attention with a loud voice. But you know what I don't do? I don't show gratitude with a loud voice. So you think. No, we should be doing it with our kids, with our spouses, with a loud voice. We should make sure that they know that we, we're grateful for what they've done. Here, here's, here's another thing. Gratitude, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, gratitude opens the door for more. When you're grateful, more comes. I, I, I love, and I love, I love the way this kind of plays out. It opens the door for more. How many people have heard a guy named Tom Hanks? So he's, I just, I read it this morning. There's another, there's a new Polar Express coming out. Y'all, y'all into that? So, 
But do you know how we got to start? A show called Bosom Buddies. Do y'all remember that? He dressed up in a dress and, and he, had, he had to, he was so poor when, the, and it was a short-lived show. He, he, he needed to get an advancement on his first paycheck because he didn't, he didn't even have, he, he, he didn't have enough just to, to make ends meet. And, and now he's a multi-bazillionaire. I mean, he's got like 5,000, you know, different movies out and, and, you know, all these different things. And what he said was that it opened the door for gratitude for him to understand. He, and, and, and so even when the guy, the, so he borrowed $5,000 from the producer, even now when he sees him, he drops down on his knees and he thanks him with a loud voice. But he said it opened the door up for everything else that ever happened in his life. That, that one, just understanding, being grateful in that one moment opened the door for everything else. Verse 19, he said, rise and go on your way. I love this line. Your faith... Your faith has made you well. The other, the, the other nine were healed too, but guess what? They didn't understand about faith. They didn't understand putting their faith in somebody mattered. They didn't understand, it didn't grow. They didn't have that, that, that amazing moment where they realized what faith was. Like in my life, it's those moments where I watch God work that my faith grows. When, when, when I see what like seemingly is impossible and God turns it into possible, it's when my faith grows. They missed out on this because of that. When the le- leper came back, he learned this valuable lesson about what faith was and what faith looked like and what faith could do in his life. Do you ever think about that? What can faith do in your life? It changes everything, doesn't it? And because of this leper coming back. I love the way John Ortberg says it. He says, more gratitude will not come from more acquisitions, but from more awareness of God's presence and God's goodness. That, that, that's where, and it births out of, out of this thing called gratitude. Now, I wanna, I wanna make this really practical today, okay? And I wanna give us some take-homes. So what, 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 what should we do with this? How can we make this practical? Here's the first thing. I want you today to make a list of all the people that you should thank. Now, you can, you can start the list today. You can start doing it on your phone, but make a list of all the people that you should thank, the people that somehow or another, you know, God brought into your life that, and maybe it was to encourage you or they taught you something, they blessed you. Maybe it was a Sunday school teacher. One of the things that I do with leadership classes, I said, I want you to list down the most important coach you've ever had, the, most, the one that had the most influence, the, the teacher, the, the, maybe the spiritual leader, you know, the family member, or a work associate, the, the most important people. And think about the influence that they had in your life. And, and wouldn't it be amazing if we can have the same influence on people around us? But it starts by saying thank you. And even the people, now I know this to be true, I'm thankful for even the people that God brought in my life that corrected me, that put me on the straight and narrow, that pushed back and asked the question why at times. So make that list, start to develop that list and see what happens. The second thing is this, don't wait. Don't wait to demonstrate. Don't wait to say thanks until it's too late. So it may be just because it's fresh um, over the last a month or so, I've done three or four different funeral services. And I heard about a man that said something and reminded me, because we all get up there at funerals, we get up there and talk about how great that person was. Or, but, but, but I wonder if we've ever said it to that person's face. Like we, we say all these nice things about him up here, but do we ever say, and he said, he said, I'm not gonna wait. He said, I'm not gonna wait uh, until it's too late. He says, I'm not gonna wait to give flowers. I'm gonna say thank you now. 
It's, you know, Friday, this stage was filled with flowers and it was all little thank you notes and all little notes. And why do we wait? Why do we wait till it's too late? Why don't we do it right now? Why don't we say, hey, thank you for these things that you've done? Why don't we demonstrate it in a big way, which is the next one? Do it big. One of my friends in high school used to say this all the time. He said, if you're going to make a scene, be seen. Now, I didn't like some of the things he did because they were embarrassing. But the idea was great. If you're going to make a scene, if you're going to say thank you, do it in a big way. One of the ways that I think is one of the most amazing ways is a handwritten card. Do you know how far a handwritten card goes? Now, you can't read my handwriting. I've got doctor's handwriting. But it's one of those, it doesn't matter, does it? A friend of mine um, posted a picture last year. Um, I sent him a, just a, a birthday card. And I just said, hey, thanks, thanks for the impact that you've had in my life. He put it on social media. Now, I could not read my writing, right? But, but he's, and he, and he, put, he put, you know, the man is so busy, and, but he still has the, the time to, to write a thing. You know what? That's how we say thank you in a big way. Handwritten card. How about this? Little, little presents. I, I love it when I walk in my office and my assistant, Lee, um, has put candy in the candy jar. Or she knows my favorite candy. She knows what I like as far as my a Diet Coke or, or ginger ale. It's those little pre- that's That's saying thank you in a big way. Think about it. How are you going to do that with the people? How are you going to say thank you in a big way to the people around you? Here, here's, here's the next one. This is the last one. Don't forget to say thanks to God. That probably should have been first, but I want to leave us with this. Don't forget to say thanks to God. In relation to gratitude towards God, there's three different types of people. The first one is this. Those who take God's blessings completely for granted. You know anybody like that? They just assume. They just take them for granted. And then there's the second group is those who are grateful for how God has blessed them. Right? And I'm thinking, how many people are thankful for how God's blessed them? Family, great church, right? Amen? And all, there's a rare few that are grateful to God just because, just because he's God. And it has nothing to do with the blessings. It has nothing to do with the, the gifts. The, it's about the presence of God. Not the S-E-N-T-S, the presence, the he's with me presence. How about you? Can I ask you a question? Where are you at in your gratitude meter? Just be honest with yourself today. Scale of one to 10, 10 being high, one being low. Where are you at with your gratitude meter? If you're a one or two, come on. Let's pick the pace up a little bit, right? Let's start saying thanks. Let's start being grateful for all the things that are in our lives. If you're six, seven, maybe, maybe bump it up. Maybe this, this, this time of year. I mean, we're getting ready to, to be in Christmas time, like the, the greatest time of the year, right? And maybe this year, let's not be thankful for more. Let, let, let's, not, let's not fall into the sin of more. A couple weeks ago, Bill was talking and he talked about Adam and Eve. You remember Adam and Eve way back here? And he was talking about the sin and he said something and I was just like, I don't know if I agree with that. You know what? Do you know what the original sin was? The original sin was a sin of not enough. They had the whole garden. They had everything in the garden and it, it still wasn't enough. And let's not fall into that trap. That's a trap that's age old. That, that goes back to the beginning of time, but I don't have it. Let, let's not make it, let's make it about, you know something, I am more than enough. God, first of all, God, first of all, you are more. Somebody say amen. He is more than enough. Exceedingly, but above all I can ask or imagine, he's more than enough. 
So what if we, we go into this Christmas time with that mentality that we're grateful? So judge yourself. Be, be, be self-aware today. Pick up the pace a little bit. Amen? Can we pray together? Let's pray. Like a flood was just all the things that popped into my mind that I'm thankful for. And I could go probably hours of all the things. And I, I can honestly say this, there's some really uncomfortable moments in my life that I'm also thankful for those moments because they shape me who I am now. They made me the man that I am right now. So God, I pray that first of all, we would be grateful for your son, Jesus Christ, that died on the cross for every one of us while we were yet sinners. He went to that cross, he rose from the grave. Even when we doubt, like, like Caleb talked about this morning, even when we doubt, God, thankful for those moments that you do not, you don't get angry with us, you, you draw us closer. God, I pray that this season, as we go into Christmas and start Christmas series here at Journey next week, God, that, that we would just kind of just for a second put everything on pause and just say, God, we're just grateful. We're thankful for all you've done for us. God, I'm thankful for the people around me. I'm thankful for our amazing staff. I'm thankful for our amazing volunteers we have around this place. Thank you for the generosity, the people that put their trust in us to, to do what's right with money and in our community, and in our church. God, I thank you for the world that we live in. I thank you for this community that we live in, our schools and our teachers and our military. God, I thank you for the people that work in EMT. I just, God, I'm thankful today for what I get to be a part of, God. But there again, most of all, I'm thankful for your son, Jesus. And so it's his, his name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Thanks again for listening today. If you need prayer or want to talk to someone about taking your next step, email us at nextsteps at journeycommunity.net.